Welcome to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, where that title is definitely still up in the air, as me, Parker, and Dalton try to figure out what we want out of this podcast, which you will tell with this being pre-recorded that we are all over the place, and I feel like that's just the best way for us to express how we are in real life. Yeah, so we had to re-record the intro because Dalton and Aaron didn't like how it went, and I wasn't here because of my basement flooding. So I won't be here for the beginning of the podcast, but I will jump in later. You'll hear us talk about basketball, music, and kind of how we know each other and just, you know, our personal lives. And that's kind of things we're going to go about for this um, episode. Uh, We're not really sure what we're going to name it because, you know, we didn't really talk about anything about Prove Me Wrong this episode. We kind of gave our top fives for some different things. But, you know, we might bring that back next episode. So here it is, and I hope you enjoy All right, so as you all know, this podcast will have absolutely no direction of which way it's going. I think those are the best podcasts, in my opinion. So going off of what I have uh, got after giving you my list, Aaron, I want to hear your list. Let me hear your list of your favorite artists. I can do mine in order. Uh, particularly, number one has got to be Travis Scott with a very close second of Justin Bieber. And then you can throw the next three in there in any order you want. Uh, Drake. I'm going to go with Post Malone, and then I'll have to go with uh, Lil Wayne just because 2000s was ran by my man Wayne. I hear you. Solid choices. Out of all those artists, which one of those artists has your favorite album of all time? Dude, hands down, it's Travis Scott. <laughs> I don't think it's even close. I'm a Drizzy guy. I think Take Care is probably the best album ever made, in my opinion. I love Take Care. I don't what's, skip a single song on that album. But what's the best bottom. song on that album? Doing Me Wrong's a good one. You gotta go classic Marvin's Room. <laughs> I would definitely say Shot for Me. There's a bunch though, man. He is a legend. I'm glad uh, I got to grow up in his generation because he is the man. For sure. So you don't like the motto? Is that not it? I love the motto, but that was one of the more overplayed songs. So I feel like the overplayed songs don't get as much love for me as the as the low key ones do. All right, so let's move on to something more interesting. Porn stars. (laughs) Coming in at number five on my list, I have... uh, (laughs) No, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But for real, as I said earlier, this podcast will have absolutely no direction, no layout. We're just going to go with the flow because that's what we do here at Prove Me Wrong. So, Aaron, let's take it back to 2015. Crestwood Baptist Church Basketball League. And yes, I just went from talking about porn stars to talking about church league basketball tournament. Because that's what we do here at Prove Me Wrong. Oh my god. One uh, crazy thing about that church league team is it all started, it was just me and Parker. And then we traded in a church league yep. for Matt Powell, you, and uh, my cousin Aaron. And if you ask me, that goes down as probably the um, number one transaction in all of uh, church basketball league history all around the United States. That trade was the difference maker. That was like the Lakers trading for Jordan back in the day. That's, what, that's literally the equivalent of what that was. 
I remember like the second practice I looked at the roster and it said Jared Cotton. I'm like, dude, I still have yet to see Jared on the team. Yeah, sure man. enough, the second to last game. Shout out to Jared Cotton, <laughs> man. What an absolute legend. That was the motor of our team. <laughs> he tried to run point guard. He Six. was the man. That man had a clip on him, though. Don't let him fool you. Yeah. We nah, lived and died was... by the three, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was for real one of the best. Uh, that was probably one of the best experiences of my life. That three-month period where we were playing every Sunday was just was so fun. Until I literally broke my ankle <laughs> in the playoffs of the tournament. <laughs> We still won though, twelve and zero. CBC never forget that. Got a banner in there. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. We don't, but we should. We should for sure. We didn't get a shirt. <laughs> we didn't even get a shirt. Yeah, we didn't even get a trophy. Nothing. Let me give you a little background information on Dalton. Dalton's probably one of the best shooters I've ever met. But at the same time, if he misses one three. Let me tell you something. He might not take another one the rest of the game. Yeah, for real. I don't like my shooting percentage going down. I, I pride <laughs> myself on my shooting percentage. Hey, but there was one game we came out. I think I had like 10 assists all to Dalton. He had like five threes in a row. Absolutely. My man was throwing up arrows. He was doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam Leche remembers that game. He was the one guarding me. <laughs> don't act like you don't know, Adam. We remember that like it was – Five years ago. <laughs> I feel like we talk about it every time we're together. Like, hey, you remember when we won that church league? Every single time. That was just, uh, that was such a fun time. I wish we could do that again. I wish they would do like a 20 and over league or like an 18 and over league. Because I would definitely, I would go to battle with that same five. Well, actually, we were probably, we had like an eight-man rotation. So eight-man deep. We were, uh, deep. we had shooters and physical. Physicality coming off the bench, so that was a, that was a good time, dude. The one of the worst things about that team was though was coach my dad, and he benched me because I told him no, so yeah. I didn't get to play the whole half. We were losing at halftime, and he's like, "Are you gonna play?" And I was like, "I guess." Yeah, that was uh, definitely not fun for the team. I remember going into halftime thinking, you know, holy crap, like we actually might lose. <laughs> we were like eight no. On the verge like of 20. down by like 20 at halftime to one of the worst teams in the league. And well, we just came out in the second half, and I'm pretty sure we started that half on like a 28-6 to six run and just never looked back after that. Yeah. Yeah. But shout-out to Ron Terry. Finished his only season as a church league basketball coach, undefeated and retired. That's what legends are made of right there. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even look back. Since Parker's running late. You know, he'll be here in a minute, but we have more stories to talk about. But you just you have to hear it from everybody's perspective because everybody just has something to take away from that magical season. That was just something crazy. And only the select few got to be a part of it, man. That was so much fun. That's facts. Would you put that in your top five high school moments? Oh, that's probably number one for me. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. Number two was when, you know, I asked you to be my girlfriend. That church league, though. It's got to play somewhere. That's number one, probably. <laughs> I mean, that I, – I literally looked forward to Sunday mornings and afternoons because that's – I knew that was when it was going down. It was just – it was so much fun. Dude, I don't know why, but when you said Caitlin, it reminded me of when we sat up against the bleachers when I was a senior or junior, and we would just sit in that hallway. It was like seven deep of us. We did. We right not. up there in the junior hallway, we'd just sit there and just every morning, me, 
you, Sydney, Caitlin, Byron, all of them. Man, yeah. shout out to Byron. Don't know where you're at. Yeah, don't know dude, what he's gone, though. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what you're doing. But I miss you, bro. He's a real one. He was a real one. That man held it down for me. <laughs> you remember I, when we went to uh, Skyline? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do I remember. That was the night Evan Lee almost killed me. <laughs> Sorry for all the name dropping, but... This the stories have to include the people because I, I can't leave them out for some of the best times of my life. I some of these stories that are gonna be told on this podcast, you have to know who is involved because it just makes it that much better. It really does. It's just really funny how it all happens. There's so many different people are there at so many different times. They <laughs> say like every Friday after a basketball game, I was just getting into just more and more dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> just, that's the only way I can say it. Every uh, Friday, I was. It seemed like I was just getting dragged into something crazy. Stupid. We every do some Friday dumb night, stuff every Friday night. But I wouldn't take it back. I loved it all. Gosh. See, you know we have a shout out though. Who? Nick Strobel. Strobel, my guy. You're a legend, man. I love guarding you when we play basketball. Yeah. You, not, uh, you not bring, bring out the up, bring out the best in me, bro. <laughs> not to break the church league again, but you yeah, remember not to bring he was so scared before playing us. <laughs> not to bring out the church league, but uh, I believe we beat your team every single time we played, and that was like probably three or four times. Wish we would have had you on the team because you, I would have let you start over me for real. You're the man. I have a I have a big respect for you, Stroby. Yeah, Dalton wouldn't say, but I'll go and let you know that Dalton and Nick used to cuddle on my couch before the games. Ah, <laughs> oh, so we go in that deep, huh? We talking crazy now. <laughs> well, yeah, he's right. I ain't gonna deny it. That that actually did happen. <laughs> I may, and it's it just so happens that that following Sunday after that cuddle sesh, I played one of the best games of my life. So again, shout out to you, Stroby. Gosh. And then, for sure, you can't leave out the nicest person I've ever met in my life, and that is Matt Powell. Man, you will be hard to find a guy nicer than Matt Powell. I mean, you no matter what you do, you cannot, you could never make him mad. I, I've known Matt for probably six years now. I've never seen him mad one time in my entire life. Dude, I have a really good story about Matt when I was uh... – I think we were in eighth grade. It was like right before our last basketball game. I remember we went to, I think it was Ty Richens' house, and he has like the stairwell. And I remember uh, I literally tackled Matt, and he grabbed me, and he was way stronger than I was, and flipped me over while I pulled him with me. And I broke his arm. And I swear, Matt did not even get mad at me at all. Like, And if he did, I would have no idea. But Matt would literally, like, he would do anything for anyone. Like, it's crazy. He, he is, man. He's such a nice guy. And he was probably, you know, that going back to the church league, uh, our team was pretty balanced. But if we didn't have Matt Powell, we probably would have lost at least four, three yeah, or four we're games. We're not rebounding anything. <laughs> because you'd be hard-pressed to find another guy who hustles harder than Matt. I'm telling you, that man is a machine. Aaron Paris is a hustler, too. Man. Aaron Paris. Shout out to little Aaron, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's 6'1". I'm 5'9". What a legend. That man was a beast on the glass. I'll never forget the game. He had four points and 18 rebounds. I'll never forget it. That guy was a legend. Dude, one of my favorite memories is when Aaron got to the free throw line and he looked at my dad and said, don't worry, I'm not going to make him. <laughs> <laughs> man, he just... He did his thing every game. Hey, though, on one of those free throws, I almost cocked one back and dunked it. And I was like, 
Five eight at the time. Yeah, I was sitting on the bench when that happened. I thought you were. I I, I literally thought you was gonna dunk it. I I didn't know what to think, honestly. Wild. I think we should probably stop talking about the church league. I think that's all we've talked about, really. For real. But once we get more and more guests on here, we will literally have so many, many stories to tell you all. Just about all of us hanging out, all the stuff we've gotten into, all the music we've listened to, all the sports we've watched together, everything. But um, one thing I'm salty that I missed out on was the trip to Gatlinburg. Oh, that was that was a great trip, but if, we were all really mad you didn't go. If I was there, oh my gosh, I feel like um, I would have been arrested. No, uh, <laughs> you would have definitely not, but I would have probably been arrested. That was just such a fun group to go with, man. Shout out to Joel. Shout out to Luke. Shout out to everybody. We don't get to see too often, man. Those are yeah, dude. College really takes away from everything. It really does. Once you, uh, once you all, once we all hang out together, just one time, we we always say we gotta keep doing this, and mm. we just never can because everybody's so busy all the time. Dude, speaking of Joel and Luke, uh, the the cluckers visits. Those are crazy. Man, speaking of cluckers, <laughs> we need to take it back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we need to take it back to uh, Cluckers. I definitely need to get Joel and Luke back here. And Ty. Like, Ty, come yeah, on, where, man. Where you been Where at? you been at, Ty? For <laughs> dude, real, dude. He fell off. I know. That's the man. fall off. Just like Cole's new album coming out, you know? Man, I love oh Cluckers. Gosh. Anybody who hasn't tried it, highly recommend it. What is, uh, what's your favorite Cluckers memory? I'd probably say the first time we went to Cluckers, when we had that cool waiter. Oh yeah. And it was five dollar. It was a two dollar Miller Lights. Man, that was just dude. He was atmos- a G. He was a G. Man. <laughs> that atmosphere was perfect. It was a good group of people to go with. Remember that was the initial reason we kept going back to Cluckers. Yeah, and then I remember the we went twice and we had them. But I remember like the third and fourth time, you're like, yeah, he doesn't work here no more. I remember we were like, do we even want to go here anymore? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it really got me thinking. Sorry though, we had a cool waitress the next time, I guess. Yeah, they were alright. Definitely not as cool as that first guy though. Yeah. Wasn't the name like D? D, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That was a good memory. Yeah, he was he was good. He was nice. That first Cluckers visit was probably almost a year a year ago. Gotta be coming up on a year. That seriously was like one of the best just a really fun night. Everybody in our group can take a joke, and if you can't take a joke, you probably do not need to listen yeah, to this you podcast. Don't, and you don't need to be near us at all. <laughs> yeah. We're a good, I mean, I like to consider myself a good guy, but it, I make some pretty uh, stupid jokes, so I don't mean to hurt nobody in the process, but, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. That's just what friend groups do. They joke on each other. That's just how... That's how the best friend groups are formed. That's facts. You remember when Joel was uh, joking on himself about how he got in that accident? He went from having like a $20,000 car to having <laughs> one that had rolled down windows ready to crank them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Remember the first, actually the first night we ever went to Cluckers, I'll never forget this. We went to your dad's and your dartball game before Cluckers. I do remember this. That was uh, the first time I've ever been introduced to dartball. Let me say this right now. If you are a dartball player, 
I have respect for you because it is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, there's no way. It's so hard. People think you just get up there and throw darts at a board. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, it is – that game takes skill and concentration. If you're good at that game or just that sport, I should say, that's what I should call it. I have mad respect for you. That's one thing I wish I could do better is I wish I was good at dartball. Dude, I feel like dartball is one of those sports like no one really knows about. And then when you go, you're like, wow, this is actually really fun, but I am very bad. It's the first time you ever play it, you you know, you're like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Because you sit back in a chair and you watch other people just throw darts and you're like, man, I could do that. But then you actually play and you're like, wow, this is tough. This is a lot harder than I thought it is or than I thought it was. Yeah, I remember I was playing dartball and I couldn't focus because I had three of my pretty close friends just sitting there laughing and like texting me jokes and I couldn't, I couldn't have. And all these older men were sitting around me. They're probably like, "What is this kid laughing yeah, about?" Yeah, that was that was just you know the group being stupid, of course. What's new? Anytime I'm involved, it's probably something stupid. But whenever the United States is ready, or the Olympic Committee is ready. Make dartball an Olympic sport. That's facts. That would be one of the some. most interesting things to watch. I'm telling you, it'd be like baseball, you know, or baseball or softball in the Olympics. You don't ever have it, but gosh, dartball would be so fun to watch. Or mini golf. Oh, mini golf would Bring be mini gotta golf. be off. That has to happen. Bring mini golf to the Olympics. Could you imagine the mini golf courses they would create just for like the people that are extremely good? Exactly. I mean. Like, who would you pull? Like, you'd have to pull, like, PGA players probably. Or maybe just trick shot golfers. I don't know. But it'd yeah. have to be – the USA would definitely have to come on strong because there are some good European golfers. Really good European golfers. That's true. But one of the best golfers in the world right now, isn't he from uh, Prospect? Uh, yeah. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas, yeah. man. That's crazy. Putting on for the uh, – putting on for Oldham County. Yeah. He's a product of St. X, I think, but, uh, you know, born and raised here in Prospect, so. That's where you got to find the money at. Yeah. We ain't going to get into all that. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> good on that one. But, uh, just as a, a little fact for you who don't know, Oldham County at one point was ranked the 48th richest county in the whole world, and it was because of Prospect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why. <laughs> they backpacked hard. They backpacked. <laughs> If they ever want a backpack, uh, I'll definitely give it to them because they put us on the map. They really did. I know Derek Anderson. He lives in Prospect. Derek Anderson, man, a Kentucky legend. Fun fact, uh, all three of us are diehard Kentucky fans. Absolutely. Uh, Like I said. What what are your thoughts on Louisville? See, I hate – obviously, as any Kentucky fan would, I just despise them. I don't like the program. Don't. I don't really like their players. I will say, though, I really do like Mac. I have a lot of respect for him. He hasn't done anything to really tick me off. I'm a big Donovan Mitchell guy. Me too. I I, I didn't really like him when he was at UofL. Just because he was torching us. Just because he torched (laughs) us every time we played him. But in the league, man, he's he's special. He's cold. Him and Montrezl Harrell are probably the only two relevant Louisville (laughs) players, you know, that actually do stuff. Yeah. Hey, but a quick little one for you. Who's better than Booker or uh, Donovan Mitchell? If we're going strictly offense, 
Definitely Booker. Devin Booker. I gotta go Devin Booker. But if we're going all around, I all think around, it's All around, I would say De- probably yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. It's close. Yeah. But if we're just strictly offense, it's definitely Devin Booker. That man is... That man's a scoring machine. I feel like every time you see a stat about Devin Booker, it's like he's the youngest player to do this, the youngest player to do this. Yeah. It's crazy. He scored, what, 70 points in like his third year in the league or yeah, something like that? Yeah, that's nuts. In, uh, in the at, Garden. In the Garden, yeah. yeah. Like at, you know, at, in Boston, like that. that's impressive, man. Against And the Celtics were one of the better teams in the East that year, so that makes that even more impressive. Heck, while we're at it, and then we'll have to ask Parker when he gets here, but uh, give me your top five Kentucky players. So in no particular order – I'd say my top five, this is just based on personality and skill because I just – I definitely number one is probably Anthony Davis just because of everything he accomplished at UK, you know, getting us a ring, winning freshman of the year, and winning basically every award college basketball has to offer in his freshman year. You know, our first national championship in 14 years, you know, what a better – you know, what a good team to win it with. That team was so fun to watch. So definitely AD at one. Number two is Tyler Ulis. That was probably my... He's a dog. That kid, man, to win SEC Defensive Player of the Year at 5'9", that is, that's just something ridiculous. Number three, I'm probably going to have to go with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, he's a, probably the fastest player in the NBA. I know he didn't accomplish what he wanted to at UK, but, I mean, they saw a good run. They were just one shot away from the Final Four. But um, Darren Fox was just a highlight at UK. Him and Monk both. That was probably Cal, one of Cal's best backcourts he's ever had. I would have to agree with that one. And then at four and five, I'm probably going to go with uh, John Wall and Darius Miller. What about the Harrison twins? I like the Harrison twins. I just felt they were a little inconsistent at times. But and you know what? Kentucky player isn't. I mean, that's a big, it's a big load to shoulder as a 18, 19-year-old kid. I get that. But I just, when it comes to Kentucky, when you get a guy like Darius Miller, who was there all four years, represented, Kentucky. The, represented Kentucky, not only being from Maysville, but just representing Kentucky the way he did with just such class. Never got into anything. Never heard anything bad about him. And for us to win him a national championship his senior year, that just, that cemented it for me. I, I just, I just really, that's probably my top five. So Davis, Eulis, Fox. Wall and Darius Miller. Those are probably my top five. Those are also they're so dominant players. And the too. list goes on and on. I mean, you have guys like you know Jamal Murray and then Alex Poitras, so very Towns. Carl Towns, Devin Booker, Demarcus Cousins, Dakari Johnson, an underrated Kentucky. When he was at Kentucky, he was a monster. Was Trey Lyles. Yeah, I mean, Cal has had such good talent there. And I just, it's been a joy to be a Kentucky fan these last, what, is he on his 10th or 11th year now? should be his 11th, wouldn't it? Yeah, so this 11th year. for another 10, too. I hope he stays until he retires because I I, I don't want anybody else coaching the Cats. No. Yeah, we've uh, we've come up short more than we'd like to, but that's just, you can't win every. But still, we have the most wins, though. Have the most wins in NCAA tournament history. Have the most wins in the NCAA tournament since Cal's got there. I mean, what more can you ask? He's only produced probably 30-something NBA players. Yeah, I believe he broke the record for uh, most active players on an opening day NBA roster as a head coach. I think that record was like 28, Dude, which is, is ridiculous. Crazy. I just think uh, he does very good at developing talent. I mean, look at Nick Richards. 
Yeah, he was he's pretty bad. Freshman His freshman year. and sophomore year, he was very mediocre, you know, very <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah. But that team last year would not have been what it was without him. No, and I think he took on a huge load. I mean, him and Hagen's quickly. Quickly, man, I love quickly. Gosh, that, that quickly's hurts. probably one of my top ten favorite Kentucky players ever. I can give you my top five. Yeah, and the me... most obvious number one. If anyone knows me, Tayshawn Prince is the goat. He's better than LeBron, Michael Jordan. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Tayshawn Prince is the goat. What a bucket! So I would go one, Tayshawn Prince. Two, I would probably have to go Tony Delk, just solely off of uh, listening to my dad and then watching some games. Yep. He was definitely a killer. Uh-huh. I'd have to go three with Devin Booker. Just There's no one like him. None. But then I think about it, number four would definitely be Tyler Harrow, who definitely modeled after Devin Booker. Yeah, Tyler And Hero. Tyler Harrow, man. He, what he, a stud. He talks a lot, but he, he backs it up. Uh-huh. And then five... Def, it's got to be De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I just love how he plays. I feel like speed kills, man. It's yeah, just, he was definitely um, – I'd say him and John Wall are definitely Cal's most unique point guards he's ever had. Unless we're putting in Derrick Rose. He's, he's well, yeah, well, I'm just talking yeah, about at, at Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, I agree. But, um, I, mean, I mean, just think all the great point guards Cal's had, like you said, with – Fox and Wall and Eulis. I Bledsoe. Mean, Bledsoe. I mean, Bledsoe was just, he was just different. Was From the so moment good. he got to Kentucky, I mean, just how strong he was and how good of a shooter he was. That team was destined to do something Do you know who's special. really underrated? And I just thought this was Deron Lamb. Let me tell you this, <laughs> man. He does not get the love he deserves. Him or Terrence Jones. Terrence Jones, I feel like people base their opinions off of how good they do in the NBA. So obviously, Deron Lamb and Terrence Jones had very mediocre NBA careers. I get that. But if since we're talking about just college careers, Deron Lamb and Terrence Jones had two of the best careers at Kentucky that you could have possibly had. They went to a Final Four their freshman year, and they won the national championship their sophomore year. I mean, what more can you ask? You can't. Another underrated player from that uh, Final Four team, Brandon Knight. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about Brandon Knight. Yeah, he he was, was a bucket at Kentucky. But let me tell you, when he got to the NBA, he made a fool of himself. Still good. He's still – I mean, if you make it to the league, that's – That says a lot. It's a lot, man. I mean, you're, you obviously are good at the game of basketball. But for – just for us to have been able to watch all these good teams Cal has had, it's been so much fun. Because if they would have never got Cal, I mean, who knows what we would have been watching the past 10 years. We might not even have a championship. We re- I mean, we probably... Probably wouldn't have probably a championship. Probably wouldn't. You wouldn't get the players you're getting. I mean, would Anthony Davis have come to Kentucky? Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Terrence Jones? I mean... I don't know. I don't... I don't know how that would even model itself because at the time, I I feel like the only person we would even wanted was Billy Donovan, but even him was pretty much out of the picture. Exactly, because I feel like the only way Billy Donovan was leaving Florida, which is going to the NBA, which is where he is now. He's doing pretty good. He's doing really good. I thought he was going to be a flop, but he's definitely got one of the better young teams in the league with Chris Paul and 
Chris Paul's older, I get that, but with Shea and Hami, you know, Steven Adams, I mean, that team is set for a while. They'll they be are. all right. They're young. They're going to be good. Especially Shea. The league needs to be put on notice because Shea should win most improved player this year, no doubt, and he will win. He's pro- I don't think he'll, I don't know if he'll ever win an MVP, but he will be in the race in about four or five years, I'd say. Because Shea at Kentucky and in the league, I knew he was going to just yeah. fit perfectly. He's so unique. He has such a just a crafty skill set. He could there was not a soul in college basketball who he was who he couldn't get by. So long. And as you can tell, we could talk about Kentucky basketball day and night. I mean, oh, it's man. just it's that's in our blood. Live and breathe it. Literally sitting in the basement of all Kentucky equipment. Uh-huh. The ceiling fans blue. <laughs> <laughs> the lights we have behind them have Kentucky emblems on it. But, yeah, I feel like we're going to save that for when Parker gets here. Yeah, we got to – that's just another guy who also just bleeds blue, you know. like to hear his top five also. Just since he's not here, we'd like to see if he has any of the same answers we do. But, um, yeah, what a blessing it's been to be a Kentucky fan these past 10 or 11 years. Dude, no cap. All right, what's up, guys? The alien has landed. I am here. Uh, I'm sorry I was late. My basement was flooding, so that is the reason I'm late. As Aaron and Dalton said, I am Parker. Um, I'm 24, and we're going to talk about random things on this podcast, such as church league basketball. How was that for you? Uh, it was great. Church league basketball was awesome. Uh, we obviously went undefeated and won this chip. Uh, it was always is a highlight of my senior year because, you know, high school sucks. High school sucks. But um, it was fun. It was fun. It was always good. Besides you and your dad fighting and arguing and me having to, like, sit between you all. But other than that, it was super fun. It was a good time. Yeah, that's exactly what me and Dalton said. It was probably the worst part of church league basketball. Yeah, because you and you and your dad never wanted to give way either way. You both just wanted to get the last word in, so you both just kept talking, and it just got worse and worse. And then he'd say you couldn't play, and we needed you to play to win. So so what's your favorite moment and then your least favorite moment? I'm not going to lie. This is like, like, can it be at the same t- No, I can't be. My favorite moment, and the only thing I remember, was Tyler Jones hitting the fadeaway corner and the three to tie the game and sitting into overtime when we almost lost. And that's also a bad moment because, like, we didn't want to lose. It's true. But that's honestly the best thing that's ever, I've ever seen happen in my life. Is that because he's your friend or is it because you were shocked? Both. Okay. Both. Because, like, I don't think any of us would have, like, normally just hit that shot. And then Tyler Jones, like, <laughs> we were guarding him. It was, like, the last second. He just, like, fade away and, like, should not corner three-point shot. Yeah. And went right in. And we went to overtime. We still won, so that's like a good moment, yeah. And that's also a bad moment because we almost lost. So, what are your thoughts about Dalton? Dalton's awesome. I love Dalton. That's you know Slime, my man, my man Slime. Um, he uh, great shooter, but like you said, I feel like he'll shoot once, miss, and then he feels like he can't hit another one at all. Like his his confidence just dies, even though he easily just shoot another one and probably will make it. But it's like as soon as he is off but if he's on he's not gonna miss you're like you're good you just give it all and he's gonna make it definitely because he did the last game the last the last pickle game we played together that's what he did he was on he hit like three or four so yeah no he's he doesn't do much outside of no he's he's been playing better defense because i don't remember him playing a whole lot of defense in church league did he mm-hmm. 
No, I think he did when he had the guard of Leche. I he think did? that's pretty okay, much the so only time I remember. But other than that, but no, I mean, he's playing. He's been playing great defense uh, when we play pickup. Now he's blocking people and everything. Yeah, kind of like Nick. Nick's improved on his defense. He's definitely using. He's now using his height for a long time. Dalton was yeah, yeah, using yeah, his true. height to shoot threes. That's true. And I feel like he's really good at basketball. You know, what was it like playing with your brother? Uh, I love my brother, but. He, are you talking about now or are you talking about in church league? Church league. Now it's completely Church different. league, he was too worried about everything and would like put too much pressure on himself. He does it a lot with everything, but he puts too much pressure on himself. And so instead of just like making like the normal pass and playing calm and relaxed, he'd be so worried that he was going to make a mistake. It would cause him to make a mistake. And the same thing with the shooting. He'd be so worried that he's going to miss. He would just miss instead of just doing good and shooting like he can shoot. He's a good shooter. He was just too worried about it because he was like, I think, a lot of freshmen and we were all seniors. So he was like playing yeah, up with he, everybody. He's and definitely playing a lot better now. He can definitely hit multiple threes in a row. He's yeah. definitely more confident. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's all his confidence. It's always, it's always been his confidence. He's not, he's never been bad. It was just that worry of, he's, people were watching him and he, like I said, he was a freshman playing with a bunch of seniors. And so he was always worried about making a mistake instead of just playing normal. That's good. Other things we talked about while you were gone were, um, your top five artists. Unfortunately, me and Dalton love rappers, so we did top five rappers, but just give us your top five artists. I think all of mine are basically rappers. I mean, we talked about this before, so it's Post Malone, and this is in no order. Uh, Post Malone, Logic, Jack Harlow, um, Mac Miller, oh, my voice is tracked, Mac Miller, and uh, Roddy Rich. So those are my top five right now. And why is Jack Harlow in your top five? Because uh, he's from Louisville, I'm basically from. We're basically from Louisville. If we say we're from, if someone asks us out of state where we're from, we're gonna say Louisville. That's facts. Even though people in, we're not actually from Louisville, but we are kind of. So, and I mean, I, I like I like two of his songs, and so that he gets the boost because he's from Louisville. And I like his music, so I agree. So why would you not put Bryson Tiller in it? Since he's, I never Louisville. liked. I never really got into Bryson. Even though the other song I like of Jack Carlos has Bryson Tiller in it, it's uh, Through the Night. I think is what it's called. But uh, I never really got into Bryson Tiller. I listened to him a couple times when he got really big in the beginning because he's also from Louisville. But I never really was like, yeah, this is something I like really want to listen yeah. to. Bryson Tiller's definitely not rap. He's more R&B. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a soul singer. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I listen to quite a bit of different music, but I mainly stick to rap for my tops. So that's why I'm pretty much all rappers. Yeah. Could you? Do you think you could recall my top five since we've probably talked about this many times? Travis, Travis Scott, Justin Bieber, Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'll no, agree. it's Travis. No, it's Travis Scott, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber. I don't know if I remember after that. Were you wrong with Lil Wayne in your top five? Was that somebody else? No, Kaylee likes Lil. Yeah, like Lil Wayne. So it wasn't Lil Wayne. Um, oh, I can't remember outside of that. No, I can't remember outside of that. All I can remember is Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, Travis Scott, which is like your top three, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, the other two are just throw-ins. It could change in about 30 Who's seconds. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Drake and Post Malone. Drake Post Malone, yeah. Because Post Malone's nice. But... Post Malone is nice. I love Post Malone. That's, he's probably number one. Like The rest of the, the four after him can probably interchange, but he's number one for me right now. That could change too, but... Just kind of another topic we talked about was Kentucky basketball. But before we get into that, you would like to explain kind of how we are friends or why we are friends? Uh, we are friends. We originally started being friends because we were on the middle school basketball team together. And then we had our falling out differences. <laughs> we can talk about it another time. 
because I feel like that could be like a whole hour. And then we became friends again on the field trip to DC in eighth grade. And then I would say we didn't like stop being friends, but we both went to different high schools for freshman and sophomore year. So we kind of just like yeah. became acquaintances I was again. Mad at you for blocking my shot in the second row. So yeah, I, I did. I did block your shot into the second row of a building. Oh, and we got revenge freshman year beat y'all. Somehow. You did. You did. You did. And then when I moved, when I transferred to back to your school, uh, junior year, we became friends again. We were friends, junior year, senior year, and kind of so on from there. So been a good time we've been friends for quite a while now so yeah i agree pretty much yeah. and then i would definitely say kentucky basketball definitely brings a lot of uh arguments i guess to our friends matt powell and tyler being a georgia fan but so Tyler's also a kentucky fan so it's a good thing that's though. true really matt powell's the only one we have to like that's true he also chose the golden state warriors so like it's just it like matt powell sense. doesn't like us i think i think matt powell has a problem yeah did you ever tell your top say your top five players so those you all talked about did you yeah my top five players it'd probably change now again but oh, yeah there's so many goings but for sure number one is very obvious it's uh, the goat 80 no absolutely no. not it's oh, Prince. i'm sorry i completely completely yeah. i was thinking like calipari era so i yeah. completely forgot you're in love with Tayshon Prince. i mean technically the best players are from calipari era. you should name your first son Tayshon prince i think i should not you should prince, definitely do maybe. that Tayshon prince not, probably not a good Tayshon first name prince terry oh well tpt I'm going to have to go with Tayshaun Prince, Jamal Mashburn. I love Devin Booker, man. I, I don't know why. And then I go Tyler Harrow. And I had to put Darren, Darren Fox in there, but I like Tony Delk a lot, but he was uh, like literally when we were born. That's yeah. He played for Kentucky. But. You're doing a lot of old I, – I like, I've been a Kentucky fan since I was born, but I don't remember a lot of our old players. The only – I'll throw one old player in there just because it's the only old player. I only old player I remember is Patrick Sparks. Patrick Sparks, yeah. I was like hyped about him playing, and I was when I was younger. That's only like one of the older players I remember. But uh, number one for me is definitely Anthony Davis. I think he's the best player. We one of the best players we've ever had. Definitely one of the best players. Definitely the best player under Calipari. He's still doing well in the NBA. I remember being so hyped watching like when he was in college. They just literally throw the ball in the air, and you knew it was getting, it was going to dunk Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Or the other team throw the ball in the air, and you knew he was just going to block it. I feel like his arms always got longer. Yeah, well, I mean, throw behind his head. That, he's still dunking it. That big height growth. What was it like six two to like six eleven or whatever it was? Yeah, he... It really helped him. Um, I would say number two and three can kind of interchange for me. I, I was Hero and Jamal Murray for me because I was really big on both of them before they came because I was like they're gonna be good, and it kind of showed they were both really good. And then I say Jamal Murray panned out. Yeah, because I was I was really like that year we got Jamal Murray. I was like he's gonna be our best player. And I remember arguing with Colton about it. Just Colton said, I don't think I'm going to like him. And I said, no, he's going to be our best player. Yeah, but you can't disrespect Euless. Euless definitely. No, no, he definitely, he was definitely, our. I think Euless was our leader and Murray was our best he was player. He a better player. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, four and five. I'm going to go with Darius Miller. Four, just because he's from Kentucky. Got a ship. Can't, he's trying to stay with us. We, we, we're so having to get, we always get like new players every year. So we don't get like to like stick with somebody for a while so i'm gonna say darius miller and i think i guess i'll put five is patrick sparks patrick sparks yeah, yeah. me and don talked about how we uh we like getting like donnie hawkins uh i know darius miller definitely is a big part but mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on shay since we kind of talked about this a little bit i mean i'm mad at him because he's messing me with my fantasy points right now because he's not playing well but he's a great player and it, i feel like it was kind of Almost like a 
De'Aaron Fox kind of thing where they came in and they were they were good, but they weren't supposed to be like our best player and both point guards. And then at the end of the year, they just showed out and played amazing. And then they both translated that to the NBA. Like if the beginning of De'Aaron Fox season, you were going to say Malink Monk was going to be the better player. But at the end of the season, it was De'Aaron Fox. And now in the NBA, he's Fox. leading his team and Malik Monk's not even playing at the moment. Yeah. See, my thing is, I think that it's a, a testament to John Calipari because yeah. every year you get a point guard and his bigs are really good mm-hmm. and that's Kenny Payne that definitely works with him but yeah. when you get a point guard it's just like okay you have this responsibility and John Calipari is going to make sure you do it I say what I think is interesting is it feels like our guards are always they we get the guards that are higher ranked coming in and they're like underappreciated and then they just pop off and show up and our big men are always like our top rated players and they're always like we're expecting them to be good right because like we have like you know cousins towns even bam um, bam uh, ad and then we have people like you know booker wasn't starting on our team and he was like 24 or 30 or something like that i think hero was in the 20s or 30s yeah but he was very disrespected tyler hero was definitely uh, oh yeah still and i think the same thing with shea shea was a four star going into his senior year and then definitely boosted his game so yeah, yeah my big thing is when i always watch like the hoop mixtapes we, we always do every year i do with my brother is i like to look at who can dribble and shoot the ball because when you see someone making up three moves and then pulling up on somebody like eight ten times in a video you know that they can make a move and score on themselves so if we're able to get them an open shot they should be able to easily make it because i feel like that's an issue all our players have coming into college is they're used to high school they can dribble on everybody Fluid. by themselves and just score and like that was the issue with Jamal Murray at the beginning of the season he would try to do everything himself and the score and then at the end of the season we're like okay we're going to get you an open shot so it can go any easier and it's a lot more than you trying to do all these moves and not get a good shot off and so then he started to get hit and I feel like it's the same thing every year that if if you were able to get um, your own create your own shot and get your own shot then by the end of the season you'll be getting open shots because we're going to get you open and you get like you know chemistry and moving into our offense and everything and we just kind of go from there yeah. Um, I always was very curious on uh, do you think if they didn't call if they would have called goaltending in 2014-15 year we went undefeated on the Wisconsin do you think that changed the outcome or do you think we still end up losing because we were definitely we were blowing them out and then we started to I've, fall I, back I mean I feel like I've, I don't know if I said she before but I always said when we talk about that is that I feel like we lost because we stopped giving Towns the ball yeah, Towns was fun. taking over. He was doing his thing. He was scoring our points, and we were up. And then, I mean, I get it. I don't, was it Andrew, I, don't, I don't always forget. Was it Andrew or Aaron? Aaron who was Aaron? It was, we, we, he was our. He was probably the leader of our team. He'd been there before, and he'd made some good shots. But he was trying to do it by himself, and he was trying to waste the time. And then we get a bad shot. We weren't scoring, and they go down and score. And it was the same thing. It's, to me, it was if somebody on your team's rolling even if they're not the leader on your team give them the ball and towns was one of the better players i mean he was the first pick that year wasn't he i think so yeah yeah i think he was the first pick that year so i mean in my opinion i think we were going to lose it away because we were just we were refusing to give him the ball even though the whole that whole game before that he had been rolling on whoever was guarding him whether it was kaminsky or whoever it was but he was playing great and we kind of went away from that we're like all right let's let, let's let aaron try to do something and let's waste time and we ended up not scoring at all and just i feel like that was a big kind of downfall of that we could have just kept giving the ball to Towns and letting him try and score and if he didn't then you know try something else maybe but I feel like we just kept giving it to Aaron and I felt like we were going to lose either way because that was our kind of go-to and he before you know he did well and was able to score for us and win games for us but that game he wasn't he wasn't 
able to figure it out or somebody was playing really good defense on him. I don't remember it exactly, and I just remember it all falling apart after that. Yeah, and I will say every time we play in, like, a big game, it seems like the other team always shoots the lights out or they always have that one shot that's just, yeah. like, heartbreaking. It's like you yeah. have good defense and they'll hit it. So, like, the Sam Decker shot, uh, I remember when we were younger, uh, is it Edgar Sosa where he pulled up from almost half court and yeah. hit the three to win? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of revenge for Patrick Sparks, but. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know if it's Dickie V or somebody, but I was not just always say when you when you play Kentucky, you, it's always like everyone knows it's Kentucky on their schedule and you want to beat Kentucky, especially within our conference and, you know, everybody obviously wants to win their tournament games and stuff like that. And I feel like that's also true because I remember, I think watching this last year, there was like a player on Florida who hadn't hit but like two threes all season and then hit like three or four against us. And it was just like, like, where's this come from? Why are you all of a sudden, you know, Jimmer for from three point range when you haven't hit one all season. So I think we played I think of South Carolina last year. They had a guard that shot like I think on on the season it was like twenty percent from the three. So that's extremely bad. bad. Yeah. And I think he ended up I think he was like five for six from three and he basically kept them in the game and I'm pretty sure we ended up winning, but at the same time it's just like you show up to Rupp Arena and you shoot the lights out, it's crazy. Yeah. Well it's just you know, it's what you get with being Kentucky, you know. We're obviously one of the top schools you know like us duke north carolina type of thing so if people play us they're going to want to beat us and they're going to play the hardest and to where you know if they're playing somebody else they might not they'll probably still think they're playing as hard but you know you like really want to beat that top team and be like be able to say you know when i play college basketball i beat kentucky so that's true just kind of wrap things up i guess um i think me and Dolan were kind of talking about it as the podcast went on but uh we were going to try to change the name from prove me wrong to top five because i feel like I mean, our friend group always is saying, "What's your top five or who's top five or yeah. your all time top five. So, yeah, I mean, we could always mix and match. I feel like put both in there. We could always do like make one episode top five and one episode prove me wrong on something. Or I don't know. We could always figure it out. I'm not too sad or worried about our name. We're just having a good time, you know, talking about stuff we want to talk about and just chill and hang out, you know. And the last thing is, uh, do you want to tell them where you go to college? Uh, I go to Eastern Kentucky University. I'm getting my master's in mental health counseling. Hopefully I'll be done with that soon and can get out of college and actually start making money. And I definitely know me and Dawn are going to need some mental health help. Mental health for help. For sure. I know that uh, for sure with me, it's definitely helped out a lot. But Yeah, um, it's always a good thing. Yeah, so I guess the next podcast, I think we're either going to have to talk about the thing you kind of avoided like why we weren't friends for a minute to where we are now or we, we could, can yeah. go back to the church league which is what dalton would 100 percent. we can make our whole podcast about. about the church league this is true i think we'd have at least and i mean you could get them all they could talk about the church league for over 24 hours that's true so uh pretty much if this what goes well we just continue to do it yeah we'll just, you know keep hanging out keep talking about whatever we want to talk about and hopefully everyone wants to listen and has a good time and enjoys it yeah, no cap Bye.